Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio, episode 51. We're continuing our study of the cosmic signs in the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse being Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. And we are concentrating on Luke 21, starting with verse 25, Jesus speaking. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and upon the earth distress of nations and perplexity, at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, look up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Now, what is Jesus teaching here? Are these re verses recording his end times teaching simply metaphorical descriptions from the Old Testament used to describe the fall of nations and empires? Uh, if it if that's all it is, just a metaphorical description about uh, a kingdom or a, or a nation uh, falling or basically being conquered, there's really no need today to get very excited. There's no cause for alarm. And really, you need to know that many good Catholic scholars believe this. And I'm, I think it's important that you know that. Uh, my belief is that they are 50% correct and 50% wrong. And where they are correct, Jesus is using the descriptions found in the Old Testament prophets and then bringing them right into the Olivet Discourse. So what I just read to you from Luke chapter 21, you can find in places like Joel, Habakkuk, and particularly Isaiah. We're going to be looking at those in future broadcasts because as you see the original context in the Old Testament, it'll give you a clearer picture of what Jesus is teaching in the New Testament. So I think the scholars that hold to the metaphorical position are half right. These are Old Testament expressions, but I believe they are dramatically incorrect in that they are not metaphorical. Jesus is not teaching in hyperbole or symbolic speech. He's talking about something of terrifying importance, of staggering reality, and it's being literally predicted by the creator of the universe himself. Before the second coming of Christ, the earth and the cosmos will appear to be coming unglued. In Luke 21, verse 26, it says, men fainting with fear. It's very interesting. If you look at this Greek word, it literally means to stop breathing. It's to basically pass out or faint from awe-inspiring terror. And stark terror does not arise from metaphors. It arises when things you take for granted that are the ultimate stability 
this globe that we are residing on and the cosmos that we appear, we're told, that are fixed, that have never changed in the past, will never change in the future. All things will just continue as they are. And then all of a sudden, everything seems to be coming unglued. I want to share with you my personal passion, so let's just take a second. But my passion for getting eschatology right, I feel that my job is is like a coach before a championship game. Namely, a coach has to set up proper expectations and specific challenges that his team will be facing in order to be prepared. And there is going to come a time before the second coming of Christ where men are literally, not figuratively, not metaphorically, not symbolically, but literally are going to be fainting out of fear. And while that's going on, uh, excuse the expression, but, but the secular world will be utterly freaking out, you being prepared properly can have joy, peace, stability, and assurance of God's closeness. Now, emails are probably not going to be working at this time, so you can't write me and say, what psalm was that again? It's Psalm 46. Good one to keep in mind. It, it, It shows the opposite of what's going to be happening to those who know what's happening, can expect this to occur right before one of the best things ever to occur in the history of the universe. That's the second coming of Christ. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, our very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains should shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains tremble, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come. Behold the works of the Lord, how he has wrought desolations in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. So, you're going to have fear like there's never been fear, and you're going to have peace like there's never been peace in the midst of the storm. Now, is this just Steve's idea that these things are not to be taken metaphorically. Well, I'd like to call my favorite guy to witness, St. Augustine, and in his work against Marcion, book 4, chapter 39, he says this, Then, having shown what was to be the period of destruction when Jerusalem should begin to be compressed with armies, this is the first part of Luke 21, talking about the 70 A.D. attack of and destruction of Jerusalem and the temple by the Romans. Then he describes the signs of the end of all things, portents in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations in perplexity, like the sea roaring, 
by reason of their expectation of the evils which are coming on the earth. And referencing this statement from St. Augustine is Luke chapter 21, verses 25 and 26, which I read to you at the beginning of this broadcast. He goes on, that the very powers also of heaven have to be shaken, you may find in Joel, in other words, the Old Testament prophets. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire, pillars of smoke, The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Thus, there is agreement, I apprehend, between the sayings of the Lord and of the prophets, touching the shaking of the earth and of the elements and the nations thereof. Notice there was no mention of metaphor. There was specific mention by St. Augustine that these statements by Jesus have a harmony with the statements of the Old Testament prophets, but he takes it for granted that these very powers are going to be shaken. I call as a second witness, St. Thomas Aquinas, in the supplement towards the end of the four-volume, I think it's four-volume, maybe five-volume set of the Summa, question 73, article 2, Notice this section title from Aquinas. Whether towards the time of judgment, the sun and moon will be darkened in very truth. He asks the question, is this really going to happen? And he's really answering an objection because when Christ comes back, the whole world will be illuminated with his glory And so he's trying to answer the question, how can there be this darkness in the heavens when the light of the world is coming? And he says this, if, however, we speak of them in respect to the time immediately preceding the judgment, okay, it is possible that by the divine power, the sun, moon, and other luminaries of the heavens will be darkened, either at various times or altogether, in order to inspire men with fear. So that's St. Augustine, that's Thomas Aquinas. Further, Thomas Aquinas says in the Summa Contra Gentiles 380, he says, they are called powers of heaven, referencing Luke chapter 21, verse 26, which again, I read to you, where it is said, the powers of heaven shall be moved. And he says, the same spirits, in other words, this isn't simply a bare mechanical universe. There are angelic powers in charge of various things through the universe. And he goes on, the same spirits apparently belongs to the execution of those divine works which are done outside the order of nature, for these are the highest of God's ministries. Uh, No metaphor, he's simply explaining the power by which this can take place. So we've seen Jesus's words, and let's just take him at his word. We don't need to get too theoretical about this. Let's follow St. Augustine, Aquinas, and now St. John from the book of Revelation, chapter 6 and verse 12. No metaphor, stark terror. And when he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth. 
as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit. The sky vanished like a scroll that is rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great men and the generals and the rich and the strong and everyone, slave and free, hid in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling on the mountains and the rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand before it? Perhaps we need to remember Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God is with us. We really need to be prepared properly for the end. This is part of Advent, and Advent is, is certainly part of remembering the first coming of Christ. Advent is certainly remembering the presence of Christ who comes to us this time of the year and in every Mass. But Advent is also about the end of time before the second coming of Christ. And that's what the cosmic signs in Luke 21 are talking about. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 51 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.